it's a 40 plus billion dollar a year industry. I don't even know if that stat is even valid this day. It's probably larger than that. But if it's a billions of dollar industry, well, there's a good chance that there's some bad eggs out there making the bad stuff or even harmful stuff. Like coming from China or India, there's these places where I've heard of drugs actually being in the supplements and can be very harmful to people, even cause deaths. So Amazon has actually... It's funny. They've actually admitted that they have sold and do sell counterfeit supplements. So be very careful that you're getting ingredients or supplements that are coming direct from the person that's making it or you vetted that source. Hey, everybody. My name is Josh Remini. I am the pharmacist that de-prescribes drugs by giving people health and wellness tips, tricks, hacks to moving their health from maybe not so good to vibrant. Follow along if you're ready to go beyond the pills. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Pills. My name is Josh Rimini, and today we're going to talk about quality of supplements. This is the conversation that I have all the time with my clients is how do I choose the best supplements? Because there's a whole lot of stuff out there. And so today we're going to talk about how to choose the right supplements. Supplement industry is a $40 billion industry. So there is a lot of supplements out there. And choosing the right ones over my time and my experience as a healthcare practitioner, especially in functional medicine, I've gotten used to what I would say my vernacular, the things that I use when I choose supplements. So I thought I'd share this with people because there isn't a lot of scrutiny out there. You can literally make a supplement in your garage and pretty much sell it in the marketplace within a week or two. And so not to scare anybody, but to understand why you're going to choose the right supplement, we really need to know a couple of things. The first and most important part, I think, is looking at quality. Quality matters. When we moved into our pharmacy and we created the Wellness Center vibe, I made a really big point of creating and getting rid of all the crappy supplements and really moving towards what I would call professional grade, so the highest quality. And when I talk to my clients a lot of times, I tell them quality matters. And when I say that from a simplistic point of view, because you know this podcast is all about wellness made simple, right? And so I usually say the supplement's usually good for your wallet or good for your body, but not generally both. Our Dilworth brand, which we use in the brick and mortar, and some of the companies that I use, I really vet all the qualities because once you get to the high quality stuff, they're all pretty much the same. They have some nuances between them from the standpoint of single ingredient supplements. Then I try to blend the sweet spot of what's the best price point for the best quality. So when we talk our Dilworth supplements and people that buy them locally, we just say it's the best on the planet for the price guaranteed. You can't get a better quality and a better price point. So today we're going to talk about all this stuff. What does it mean when you talk about professional grade? Okay, that's kind of like the companies. We use Vinco, V-I-N-C-O, for our private label supplements. Metagenics is one that people have known quite a bit about. And there's nuances between all of these, by the way. So we'll talk about them as we go through our podcasts. But Designs for Health is one company that I've really been partnering with lately that's just really in charge of getting supplementation into pharmacies, quality supplementation, professional grade. So what does professional grade mean? Well, first part is it needs to be third-party certified. 
And what does that mean? It means that they take their product and then they send it off to a third party to test it for purity, to test it for impurities, to make sure that basically everything on the label is exactly what's in the bottle. So third party organizations like USP, which is the US Pharmacopeia, consumerlab.com is another one, NSF, sometimes international, some people will hear that. Those are standard people that test these supplements on their labels to ensure purity. And they actually will also publish, especially consumerlab.com, they publish their studies to show which guys didn't make the mark either. So I encourage people to Make sure if you haven't validated your source, then let someone else do it for you, like a professional, right? Someone that's going to be a qualified healthcare professional to vet those for you. And not all professionals do that as well. I vet all of my sources. So these organizations can help you kind of look at purity, potency, and quality. So that's number one, third party for third certification. Another thing that I look at is just quality ingredients. Make sure that they have the highest quality bioavailable, which means that it's going to absorb in the body because what happens with a supplement is you either absorb it or you excrete it when you swallow it, right? So make sure it's got high bioavailability and we'll talk a little bit about that, but that just means it's well absorbed in the body. Look for things that they use natural, whole-based sources of ingredients, but quality matters. And if you can't see it on the label or the supplement company can't give you the information on the bottle or backed by some of those things where they get their ingredients or if you call them and they won't tell you, those are kind of the buyer beware things. But just don't assume what's in the bottle and on the label is actually what's in there. When we're looking at standardized quality, Amazon, or what I'd say like buyer beware of getting supplements on the internet because a lot of them are indeed counterfeit. There's a lot of counterfeiting in this industry. You think about it, it's a 40 plus billion dollar a year industry. I don't even know if that stat is even valid this day. It's probably larger than that. But if it's a billions of dollar industry, well, there's a good chance that there's some bad eggs out there making the bad stuff or even harmful stuff like coming from China or India. There's these places where I've heard of drugs actually being in the supplements and can be very harmful to people, even cause deaths. So Amazon has actually, it's funny, they've actually admitted that they have sold and do sell counterfeit supplements. So be very careful that you're getting ingredients or supplements that are coming direct from the person that's making it, or you vetted that source. Quick story for me is when COVID hit, we would get people randomly buying some of our quality supplements from a different state like California, and they would buy some of the professional grade stuff. And I'd be like, this does not sound right. So when we go back and we look at the order and we'd call the patient or we call the number that was on the order, it turns out that people were using fake credit cards to buy my quality supplements and then they would resell them on the market because it's that wonky out there. So be careful with that. Make sure you have the correct dosage for your supplement. Dosages may be too low, they're not effective, too high, they may cause potency issues like toxicity. We've got fat-soluble vitamins, things that store in the fat cells can become toxic if we take too much. The way I look at dosages from a healthcare provider standards, don't look at RDA. RDA is really the recommended daily allowance. What that actually means 
when we created the dietary supplement laws way back in the day, like Deshay and some of these supplement laws that were started the regulation process, well, RDA is really designed around what's the deficiency. In other words, if you don't get that much, what the RDA says, you actually get the disease associated with that deficiency. So calcium, for example, or vitamin D, they'll have an RDA on there, but it's so you don't get rickets because that's the disease associated with the deficiency or scurvy for vitamin C. So if the RDA of vitamin C is, let's say, 60 milligrams, six zero milligrams, that's how much you need not to get scurvy. But we don't get scurvy because we have enough vitamin C. So that's how much you need not to get the disease associated with the supplement deficiency. But we really need to look at optimal dosing, okay? So when we say correct dose, we're looking at the optimal dose. Usually that's been studied in some way, not a double-blind placebo-controlled study like a prescription, but studied in some way that knows optimal dosing. And we'll talk about that when we talk about our specific dosing. So what I've used in practice and what I think is optimal. Give you an example on vitamin C. We're one of only two mammals in the world that don't make vitamin C. We have to eat it. We have to get it from food or supplementation. And it's essential for the body, right? Immune system, energy, collagen production. There's a lot of different reasons why we use vitamin C. But if 60 milligrams is the RDA, but goats, goats are about the size of a dog, right? Or they're smaller, mid-sized animals. They make 50,000 milligrams a day of vitamin C. So you can look at the spectrum of 60 milligrams versus 50,000. We're looking at a wide spectrum. So dosing sometimes can look like it's too high because the RDA is like 5,000%, but it might be optimal for what you're using it for. So just remember on current dosage, make sure it doesn't have harmful additives or any additives that are not good for the body. Things like artificial colors, flavors, preservatives, you know, when you see red dye, 40, all those types of things, it's just bad for you. You don't need them. They can have negative effects and you can be sensitized to them, even in the micro amounts they're using. So just make sure it's free of all those things and it can sometimes even reduce its effectiveness. Big thing is really reading labels, okay? Making sure labels on supplements and being able to read them, one, I think that's going to be a good podcast just in itself, how to read supplement labels but really looking at transparent labeling, clear, transparent, full list of ingredients, dosages, potential allergens. You know, our Dilworth brand, I'm just looking at our Omega-3, it says no wheat, no gluten, no corn, no dairy, no soy, yeast free. It's molecularly distilled for purity. It gives the ingredient list. It tells you to refrigerate it after you open it. It tells you all the things it's needed on here from the labeling perspective, but it also validates it because I know this company uses third-party testing. So whatever they're saying on there has actually been validated. So just make sure that labeling looks like it's legit. If it doesn't, I would just say throw it away or don't buy it. A really big one for me, which really distinguishes the professional grade supplements versus let's just say anything on the marketplace or the big box retailers have the big, big bottles that are really inexpensive and they're buy one, get one free. Remember, it's good for your wallet or your body, generally not both. So you have to find that sweet spot for price point. I'm not asking or telling people to go buy the most expensive either because there's a gamut here, but finding that sweet spot. But what really, in my mind, 
delineates using supplements for outcomes, things that you're looking for. We don't make claims on supplements. So if someone's making a claim on their bottle or a claim in advertising, like this will regrow your hair or increase your testosterone by 10x, if they're making claims like that, it's actually illegal. You cannot make claims on supplements. So again, buyer beware on those types of things. But purified scientific research, when things are backed by science, or research or studies, these supplements are more likely to be effective and safe. So a lot of these things blends, if you will, from the nutraceutical companies, that's a fancy word for saying prescription grade supplements that are available over the counter, professional grade, is they'll have a list of ingredients on there, but they'll scientifically tell you on the patient information sheet, which we usually give all of our clients that are attached to these things, the data behind it. And if the third page on most of these patient information sheets will list all the studies that they've referenced when they've formulated that particular supplement. So using things that are backed by science, super important. And lastly, freshness, you know, making sure that you're getting fresh quality supplements, checking the expiration dates, storage instructions like omega-3. It can be stored on the shelf, but when you open it, it should be refrigerated. Any high quality omega-3, we'll talk about that when we do a deep dive on omega-3. It's just make sure that it stays as potent as it needs to be, because if it's expiring or becoming rancid or any of those things, well, then it's going to be less effective or could be harmful. And then always, if you have any questions, you should consult with a healthcare provider. When I say that, one that's qualified to talk about supplements. Sometimes your doctor or your pharmacist, they're great, but we, I'm a pharmacist, we haven't been classically trained in supplements. I got a week of this stuff in pharmacy school, but I've studied this for years as a clinical nutritionist and functional medicine. These are pathways that I've learned all the science and behind the supplementation. And so finding the right person, this is why I believe pharmacists are key ingredient to learning supplementation because it's just like a drug. It has a mechanism of action, it has potency, it has dosage forms, it can be looked at from a studied perspective. So they actually look and feel like drugs because they do stuff in the body similarly. They have mechanisms that do things, but they really are designed around improving your biochemistry, which is a little bit different. So when someone says to consult a healthcare provider, just make sure that they're qualified or they've studied it enough to at least give you a confident decision on that, right? These are things that are super important for me. And so I think are really important for you guys to just understand quality matters, when choosing a supplementation. That's where we got with that one. This was important. I hope this was valuable to you guys. If it was, remember to share with your friends, like us in any medium that you're seeing or hearing this stuff, because it's super important for me to get this word out to you guys to give you low or low cost or no cost value in your wellness. Stay well. Thanks for listening to the Beyond the Pills podcast. You can find Josh on LinkedIn and Facebook at Josh Rimini and on TikTok at Beyond the Pills. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we'd be forever grateful if you left a review wherever you get your podcasts. If you know somebody who wants to go beyond the pills, send them this episode. If you've got any specific questions or ideas for future episodes, reach out to Josh and send him a message. Thanks again for being a part of the Beyond the Pills community. We'll see you next time.